Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Thread. Uh, we're back on to the remote version of the Daily Thread. Right. We are in I'm at Florida. the uh, I'm at the southern uh, headquarters of uh, of the Daily Thread and uh, Meaningful People. And I have to tell you, by yeah. the way, that uh, this past Saturday night's Meaningful People with Jacob Klein was out of the ordinary. It was really something something special. What a what a what a smart intelligent incisive young man you know he's a product well of beyond the, his years he you know he's a product of the system of, of the system the yeshiva system that all our kids went to but he he grabbed all of it and 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 internalized it and in a way remade it uh for himself and to those that are, uh, are near him and yeah. uh it was just you know what it's one of the few uh programs that you produced that i think i'm gonna have to listen to again just to oh wow just to to, to think, grab it all grab all the juice. I think that's a compliment, right? Yeah, listen, don't I? I only compliment you, you know. So uh, yeah, I, I have to, I have two settings: either I compliment you or I shut up. Those are my two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those are my two settings. Anyways, uh, today is Monday, and there is so much happening all around the world. My father and I were speaking before we came on the program over here. And we were saying how the things we discussed last week, or even two weeks ago, about Pesach and last week about Ezra Friedlander, is such old when news. Was such old news. <laughs> yeah, Ezra Friedlander like, and Elon Omar's old news. The hotel in Atlantic City. What? What hotel? What Atlantic City? Exactly. Exactly. It's it's incredible how the listen. The world keeps turning and things keep happening. Hopefully, good things. Um, but today we have some good and some bad. Let's first start off by saying today is the art site of Rabbi Shaila and Rabbi Moshe, uh, Rabbi Shai Steiner, Shai of Karastir, who was Shai born in 1851. Wow. He was yeah. born in 1851 in, uh, in Zabrov, which is near Bardeyev, which is today it's Slovakia. Okay. When he, was th- when he was three years old, his father passed away. At the age of 12, his mother sent him to study in Hungary yeah. by uh, Rabbi Tzvi Hirsch of Liska. Yeah, okay. and Rav Tzvi Liska later appointed Rav Shaya the Gabai. And when Tzvi Hirsch died, and his son-in-law Rav Chaim Friedlander, the author of the Tal Chaim, succeeded him, uh, Rav Shaya started traveling to Rav Chaim Haversam of Sans. He's known, but he's known for his hospitality. His uh, there's Rav Shaya's kitchen, right? And he always was known to feed the people who couldn't afford to right. be fed. People also hang up the, a picture of Shaila to scare away mice. Yeah, I, I heard about that, and I've seen some construction sites in the five towns where uh, you used to live and where I live uh, most of the time. I saw, like, outside of a construction site because they don't want mice or any kind of rodents to invade the property because they tend to be drawn towards construction, I guess, for some reason. Uh, they hang, hang a picture of, uh, of Shia, of Shaila. It's very, very do you know interesting. The source for that? Well, do you know why that is? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We we'll have some homework to do. But I want to tell you that last night I got a text message very late at night. Uh, a yeah. good, fr- a good friend of mine from Yerushalayim, Reb uh, Naftali Weiss, who is mm-hmm. uh, a grandson of the old Spinker Rebbe, who used to live in Crown Heights, uh, the son of uh, Isaac uh, Isaac Weiss. He's in. Uh, He's, he sent me a thing. It's in, it's in Yiddish. It says, where is he? He sent me his location uh, on yeah. WhatsApp. It says, Reb Shaila's guest house. Reb Shaila's guest house. He, he's there for a couple of days, uh, and he's including uh, us and uh, all our family and, uh, and his tefillahs. He's davening for us at the, at the keva of uh, Reb Shaila. And uh, I spoke to him this morning. Uh, 
directly. So we have a direct connection to uh, Rav Shaila's uh, uh, yard site. You know, uh, Rav Shaila is really, he was a miracle worker in a way. Uh, That's what, yeah. You know, you know, it even says that on the Wikipedia page that I have in front of me. It says, uh, it says Rav Shaila became a Hasidic rabbi and became known as a miracle worker and tens of thousands of Hasidim came to his court. And it says here in Arashi on Wikipedia, it says, Before long, Rav Shaila gained fame as a miracle worker, a tzaddik whose prayers are answered, and a man of legendary generosity. From near and far, people flocked to him, seeking his advice and his help. And now, today, even, you see in Karistir how many people have flocked to his cave or to Davin. Right. And right. They, say, they, say, they say amazing things happen, miracles happen. So It's a, uh, it's a beautiful thing. I, For some reason, one of the things I always remember is a video that popped up on, on screen where a guy is stopped by state troopers on the Palisades or on the throughway. Yes, and, and, and yes. He's, and he's speeding, and the cop comes over to him. He opens his window, and he says, uh, license registration. And the guy says to him, Shai Bereb Maisha. What? And, the, and, the, and the, Yeah, maybe we'll show the video. And the cop is like, I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure what you're trying to tell me. And it's like a young teenager. And he's like, Shai Bereb And the cop, the cop is like, what? What, I, I'm not sure what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. And the kid just kept saying until the, until the cop said, "Okay, one second. He comes back. He says, "Just slow down." And he leaves him. <laughs> he leaves him. And the kid couldn't believe it. It was he was going nuts. He couldn't believe it. But well, yeah, Neshama Shev and Aliyah, everyone who everyone who needs a miracle in their life should should uh, be answered on this day and this special, amen, special day. Amen. Amen. Um, on, on to our, our other stories. Uh, we know that tomorrow is Yom Zikara. We, we mourn uh, the passing. We remember the soldiers who have passed away. And, and it seems like the Arabs, it seems like terrorists are finding this to be an opportunity to right. attack Israel. There is terror activity this morning in Eretz Yisrael. Five were injured. One was very, very seriously injured in a ramming attack in the Shuk. Uh, in the shuk by Machna Yehuda, like that's not a place. That's not that's not Huara, and not to say that Huara is a place where terrorist attacks are okay to happen, but the the shuk this this is a place that I would say a big majority of the people listening to this podcast have have walked. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And the second, there was a second attack, also a ramming attack on the at the end of uh, Rehov Agripas, which comes down to uh, to King George Street, right near Jaffa Road. Where very few cars really could travel because Jaffa Road doesn't have car traffic anymore. It has the right. the, the light rail and a Greek bus, which goes up to Machni Yehuda. At that point, you can't drive on it, but there was a car ramming attack there too. And you're right that they this is intentional. Of course, it's always intentional. But this is meant to coincide and to mar both Yom Hazikaron and which is followed the next day by Yom Hatzmaut. Uh So yeah. um, well, you know, it's it's a ter- it's a terrible thing. I see that in this car ramming attack. Uh, there's a little bit of a, a blurb here about the terrorist, um, which we're not going to say his name because we don't need to give his – we don't need to say his name. But he's a 39-year-old from, from Bates at Safafa. Um, he's married. He had five children, and he had a background of nationalistic offenses as well as mental health issues. A witness to the attacks that he saw the terrorist smiling as he rammed his car into yeah. pedestrians. We know that there are people who are seriously hurt. There are people who are lightly hurt. But this is another – I've uh, I want you to I've been in Beit in, in Beit Safafa. It's it's a it's a neighborhood in Jerusalem. It's a upper yeah. middle class neighborhood. Uh, it's not it's a lot of Arabs living there in fairly nice homes, and there's a lot of I was there with Arya King, who's a member of the Jerusalem City Council, because there's a lot of homes there that on the real estate record keeping uh, in Jerusalem. The sun's going down a little bit, so I can see you now. Mm. Um, um, uh, 
Um, there, there, a lot of homestead, a lot of real estate there is really owned by Jews going back to the 1800s, but the, the Arab yeah. residents just uh, just took it over. And a guy like Gary A. King is he fights in court to get the property back to the Jews. So, you know, these these are nationalistic crimes, uh, like you yeah. said, and the the objective is to uh, hurt uh, hurt Jews. And, and and this there's another element to this attack, which we've seen this and we've heard about this in the past, but this is something that happened here this morning in, in Eretz Yisrael. So it says here in Yeshiva World, a terrorist who disguised himself as a Haredi Jew. That's he problem. rammed his car That's at a, a high speed into the pedestrian waiting at the crosswalk. A civilian who witnessed the scene shot the driver and he killed him. In a video of the scene, after he was shot, a passerby can be heard screaming, it's a Jew, it's a Jew. It wasn't a Jew. It was yeah. a 39-year-old Arab terrorist, but he dressed up like a Haredi Jew. Yeah, it's a big problem. It's a big problem and big problem for many years already with uh, hitchhikers wearing kippas ruga, And, yeah. um, you know, Israelis being very, to an extent, uh, being very trusting. And uh, it's created uh, problems over the years. We need divine protection. We need Roshai yeah. Ramosha to, to, to protect us here and there and uh, and then mamish everywhere. But I did send you something earlier today, which says that the, uh, of course, the Yomizi Koron, which is today, we're mourning the yeah. loss of 24,213 uh, people that uh, died in Israel's wars and also died in terrorist attacks since uh, since 1948. And when you when you think that uh, only a country of nine million by, by, by people, the way, I want to I want to cut you off. That's a very auspicious number considering we're in the we're in the days of Sphira and we know Rabbi Akiva lost 24,000 students. Yeah, it's a good day. Uh, we're, we're we're mourning over 24,000 24,213, right? Hopefully uh, hopefully wow. that's it. Hopefully there'll be never uh, never uh, again anything uh, uh, like that. There'll be no more kabanais, no more casualties, no more victims. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's something that I think uh, we should all be able to, uh, if there's anything, Israel is very divided. If there's anything that yeah. we should be able to come to, together over, it is remembering those who lost their lives. Fighting in Israel, and of course we're talking about victims of terror. People sitting in their homes uh, during a Shabbos meal sometimes, or driving their car uh, to, to visit their, their mother or their grandmother, and then being shot at and, and killed. The very diverse type of circumstances. Uh, you can't say that X, Y, and Z happened. Therefore, that's why they were killed. They lived in a dangerous yeah. bar. They lived here. They lived. Here. You can't say that. Look, they went. Well, let's shot. discuss for a second why you know Yomi Zikaron, me growing up in yeshiva. I don't know if it, if it was observed or or if it was just really just not spoken about. Now, is there a reason? Is there a reason that Yomi Zikaron seems to be one of these days that? is maybe for many of the right-wing yeshivas or the mainstream yeshivas, depending what you consider mainstream, um, for lack of a better term, is like neglected? Uh, listen, the, the problem I believe, I believe, and I'm trying to work out the problem in my head while we're talking about it, yeah. the problem I believe begins with the nature, historically, the nature of the Israeli government uh, being so-called secular government, uh, secular Zionist government, which tries to push the country in the direction of, you know, less Shabbos observance, uh, less kashrus observance, moving away, uh, you know, wanting to be like what Mary Kahane used to call, they want the country to be a Hebrew-speaking Portugal, uh, not necessarily. See, but at the same time, one of the biggest obstacles between Israel and the Palestinians that makes it so that they cannot 
achieve it. You can't sit down at a table to discuss peace because the Palestinians refuse to say they recognize Israel as a Jewish state. You know what? Once you know, you know, in a way, it's a good thing the Palestinians can't can't say that because I don't know how the Jews would deal with that. What is a Jewish state? What makes a Jewish state Jewish? That's well, good. I, again, but you like we just said, your music around is a day where we're mourning the people who have passed, and like you said, we we should all be able to rally Come and get together. together for something yeah. like that. I understand, you know, I don't uh, people who have an issue with Yom Atzimut, they they feel like, um, you know. We're in Gullahs, Israel independence. They feel uncomfortable, whatever. But Yom Zikaron, a day where the soldiers have passed away and people have passed away from terror, terrorist attacks. These are Jews that were mourning. Is it the uncomfortability with instituting a day for something after the Anshe Knesset and are, are not around? Is, well, is that it? Well, the the, the right wing, uh, the uh, the so-called from, it's a, I don't know where that name came from, but the Haredim, the right wing, the and they say there is a day like that on the Jewish calendar. It's called Tisha B'Av. Uh, right, and, and, I, and I hear that, by the way. Tisha B'Av is the day where we mourn all of the atrocities, including the Chorban, including the Holocaust, yeah. including including everything. So maybe that's where the bone to pick is, is like, why are we creating another day of mourning? We have a day of mourning. Now, this could be a day of mourning that the Israeli government uh, institutionalized, but it doesn't mean it's a day of mourning that us Haredim, us from Need to mourn. Hashem created for us Tisha B'Av. Well, listen, you know, and this this year there's a extra added uh, problem to the to the equation. You have uh, since there's a great divide in Israel over the judicial reform, which we discussed a few times over the last few weeks, and they're still trying to negotiate some kind of a compromise agreement that everybody could uh, come to terms with. Um, certain people from the left, and I don't know who. I'm trying to work it out in an article I'm writing for this week too. I'm trying to work it out. They, certain people, they requested that if you're a member of the Knesset, if you're in the Israeli government, let's say you're Yitzhak uh, Goldknopf, the head of the United Torah Judaism Party, or you're Aryeh Derry from Shas, or you're Itamar Ben-Gvir from Religious Zionists, they're saying, you know what, if you didn't serve in the IDF, then you have no business coming to a memorial service. And some of the people, like Rabbi Goldknopf, you know, said, you know what, you're right, I'm not going to go. I didn't serve in the army, I'm not going to a memorial service. And I think that, that's a wrong decision. Ben Gvir said he's going to go to a memorial service that's taking place in Beersheba. What, what, what in the world is going on here? If I have a friend uh, that got into a skiing accident and was going down the slopes and broke both his legs, does that mean I can't visit him because I didn't go down a ski, uh, I didn't go down a ski slope and, and break my leg? You know, Baruch Hashem? I don't know. It seems like a political. It seems like a political debate, and I personally believe that there is no place for politics when it comes to uh, discussions like this. When it comes to you know mourning loved ones, the Holocaust, um, mourning people who are lost in terrorist attacks, I, I I despise when presidents here in the United States get up after a mass shooting and use it as an opportunity to lobby for gun control. Like this is not a time to lobby for something. Let's not stand on the graves of people and push a political agenda. Let's mourn and let's say that this is a terrible thing that happened. Let's come together and let's be unified. I, I hate, I hate, I hate the fact that things are politicized and things that should not be politicized. I'm so, sorry, it should not be politicized. So yesterday Ben Grier said something that caught my attention. He said, He's a minister in the government. Anyone that has a job as a minister in the government that has the ability to send Israeli kids into war has a right and an obligation 
to participate in a memorial ceremony, remembering those that, that gave their lives. So, hundred percent, they the, should. The left is so I, far I, I'm tra- One second, I'm having, I'm having trouble understanding why everyone in Eretz Yisrael can't come together and mourn the loss of the people who have passed. Now, unless you're going to come and tell me that, listen, it's it's Bittel Torah. We mourn on Tisha B'av. We have a day of mourning in the Jewish calendar. We don't need to go ahead and and stop learning for for a day like this. Um, I, exactly. I would, I, I'm not a I'm not a rav. I'm not a rav. I can't I can't paskin. But if this is a way to make a kiddush Hashem and to be more unified in Klal Yisrael, is that is that not? I don't know. It's oh, I think it's a question of Bittel Torah. I don't know. So you know what we. We we said it the other day. We said it. We said it the other day. You don't have to stop learning. You don't have to go. You don't have to go up. You don't have to leave yeshiva and go to a demonstration or march in a parade. I know the our yeshivas in New York and probably in other cities. They, when it comes to the Israel Day parade, which doesn't take place until I think early June, they have to find the day when Fifth Avenue is available to march on. Otherwise, you would be closer yeah. to Independence Day, and they got to find a day when the weather is better so that everybody can show up. It's a beautiful display of unity and support for Israel, but. You don't have to go to feel uh, connected to Eretz Yisrael and to the state of Israel. You don't have to. You don't have to close the Gemara. You don't have to. You don't, no one's. No one's making that uh, uh, a fundamental uh, uh, requirement of celebrating or mocking or observing a day, whether it's Yom Hazikaron, mm-hmm. Yom Atzmut. You don't have to close the Gemara and be and, and indulge in, in Bittul Torah. That's not. Requ- that's not required. So it's, it's what is it's it's no you should you should you know what what are the, what do they do here at Yisrael today you know what they did today at Yisrael I think at twelve noon everybody stopped whatever they were doing cars stopped on the highways and people stepped out out of their cars and stood at attention and they had sirens blaring for two minutes for one hundred and twenty seconds two minutes throughout the entire country and people just stood together all Israelis stood together and they just had a mind the memory of the people who sacrificed their lives for Eretz Yisrael. That's all you got to do. If they stand up and you have to, and, and maybe you have a little bit extra kavana when you nami mentor in yeshiva, and, and when you say, uh, you know, Yerushalayim ircho brachlim toshu, or v'sechazenu eneinu b'shuvcha l'tzion brachmen, which you return to Sion, and God should, uh, put, no, one, no, one's, no one's trying to remove God from the equation, chas uh, v'shalom. Now, right. uh, so, uh, but the next day, the beautiful thing, by the way, that I've always admired as a kid, even, and now as an adult, uh, the way, uh, when Israel, the way it flows for Yom Hazikaron into mass celebration of Yom Hasmarut, which will um, also uh, be on on Hey Ear, uh, you know, the way that uh, the way they just they seamlessly flow from mourning uh, to great celebration, and that's something that. Only a very, uh, a very courageous and a very strong people, uh, st- strong people can do. But, sure, uh, no, absolutely. And then we and it was only last week where uh, many observed Yom HaShoah. So it's like so much has happened in the in the last two weeks. But I, I again, I'm trying to understand, and I could put it into words, but I don't, I don't know the reason for it. I don't know if you do either. Why in why in again more in the right in the right. Sounds like you got a nice, a nice bird over there in front of you. <laughs> uh, you're so sensitive to the sounds, you know. There, there's, you know no, it sounds uh, beautiful. It happens it to be a beautiful, beautiful day. You know, uh, about an hour ago it was pouring. You know, sounds like a monkey. Actually, is there a, is there a monkey on your no, porch? There's no. First of all, my porch is screened in, so I'm not afraid of the monkeys or the alligators. I don't think. But okay, um, but there's no alligators here. It's, there's some ducks uh, walking around. L- let me ask you, uh, for the Har- the Haredi institutions and for the shivas 
Yo Matsumoto is not a thing. If a kid were to walk in wearing like uh, a blue shirt, like I'm wearing right now, they would get they would get side eyed. Is that doing, is that Collars and Co? Is that Collars and Co? This is Collars and Co. It looks okay. amazing, doesn't it? Yeah, I just want, I want, I want I want to throw a plug in there, just you know. Yeah, know. thank you. It looks a lot better than your collar. Well, I don't know. You didn't get me my shirt yet. It's probably coming. Today. I gotta get you one. It's probably coming today. UPS. You just got to use promo code MEANINGFUL for 15% off. Okay, there's our plug. But anyways, what's with that? What's with the fact that, like, Yomatsumoto is not a thing in the yeshivas? Well, listen, uh, there's, a, there's a great divide. There's a great divide um, in, in terms of what is the role of the modern state of Israel uh, in, in the life of a uh, religious uh, Jew, a Torah-observant Jew. Now, you have to understand, you don't like the government. You don't like the Shabbos observance is not uh, good enough for you. That's that's fine and good, and a lot of that criticism might be credible, okay? And right. uh, and there's a lot of things that I'd like to see improved uh, in how a Jewish state runs Jewishly. Uh, but at, 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 at the same time, you have to uh, consider the fact that the state of Israel is the greatest supporter of Torah learning in the world. There's no country in the world where so many people are sitting and learning uh, day and besides night. For Louis, besides for Louis... Besides for Louis Shiner, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't checked Louis Shiner's uh, uh, finances, but I'm sure he's a big supporter of the mayor, for example, that has six thousand talmidim in just one yeshiva in in Eretz Yisrael, and it's the greatest. Uh, Eretz Yisrael deserves respect from our camp. Let me call it our camp, so to speak. They deserve. Yeah. They, they deserve respect. Uh, out of that, of that fact alone, they are the, and, and this is financially supported by the state of Israel. You know, the, the Haredi young men, the yeshiva students, they get stipends, they get money to support their families, they get subsidized for the rent, they get subsidized for food, their children get subsidized through the entire, the entire life. I think at least till they turn 21, they get a check every month for, for each kid. So um, it's, um, you know what, I, I think... Uh, you, don't have the, you don't have the answer either. No, I, I'm trying to work. I'm trying to work the problem out. You know, uh, I, I told you that I, I came from a time when when you took a regents, you had to show the paperwork on how you figured out the problem. You couldn't just sit there on well, the calculator. Well, let me ask you. Speaking speaking of your time in the late 1800s, yes. was Yomatsuma, I'm kidding. Well, Yomatsuma was a, was around when you were growing up, correct? Of course, it's, 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 it marks the founding of the state of Israel, which happened 1948. It happens to be right. very. It happens to be the seventy fifth. I, I, I just wanted to confirm for our listeners that you were born after forty eight. So okay, we're, we're yes, confirmed. Yes, way after, way after forty eight. <laughs> about about um, ten about ten years after that, approximately. So, but, so again, the, que- the question is: In your yeshivas, was were they machshiv yomatzmod, or is also just not a thing? No, the the first of all, uh, I don't want to want to get into a conversation about how yeshivas are run. Uh, I don't want to criticize yeshivas. I have too many grandchildren, Baruch Hashem, and a lot of yeshivas. Uh, but it's never been managed properly. It's never been managed uh, well. Um, the response, the, the you know the 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 the, 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 yeah. the, Hanhala, the administration of yeshivas and more right leaning yeshivas. You know, um, for example, okay, I, I went to Chaim Berlin for a few years in high school, so they lived in fear that someone's going to sneak out and go to the Israeli Day Parade. You know. Uh, okay, I, I don't know what they lived in fear about. They lived in fear about the missing learning. They lived in fear about uh, the fact that uh, uh, no one's going to know where they are. Uh, they had lived in fear that they're going to be mixing with uh, 
with other with boys and girls and girls with boys, and and there wouldn't be a shidduch crisis if they would uh, have done that. Oh, uh, you know. there it is. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of these things comes down boils down to that. If you really want oh, to please. want to analyze it, um, so they lived in fear. I mean, if you if you if someone saw you at the Israeli Day Parade, first of all, the question was. What were they doing there that they saw you there? Well, I think I think the Israeli Day Parade is is bad news. Honestly, I think no, I listen, think it used to be fine. I think it's bad news. It used to be I've fine. No, it's a big crowd. You don't like big crowds. You don't have to go there. You don't you, you don't have to you don't, you don't belong there. Uh, but um, listen, I think if you want to if you want to support Israel, like like you said, you don't have to leave. You don't have to leave the base medrash. You don't have to like going uh, marching down Fifth Avenue. I don't think is like, oh yes, this is my support for Eretz Israel. Like, I think there are other ways to do it. Listen, than, Nachi, than to mix with the type of crowd that I don't know. When Jews have when Jews have uh, extreme uh, disagreements that are well publicized, uh, the non-Jews enjoy it a heck of a lot. They enjoy it way way too much, and that alone should be something that uh, defers us or convinces us not to indulge in these kind of public disputes. You know, these are piece of decisions, the private decisions that people have to make. Go to a parade, go, go to a parade. Stand out of attention, right. not stand out of attention. Um, it, it's very, it, 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 we, we, can't, we, can't, we can't simplify the issues. They're very, they're very, nope. comp, they're very complex. But the, the point, point is, Israel's enemies, and even not their enemies, just people from the outside, non-Jews. They're, they're just, detractors. They, they're, they're so excited when they see Jews disagreeing and stuff and battling each other and, and criticizing each other. And, and, uh, and it's just uh, it's, it's not a good thing. We really have to figure out a way. I know we've heard it for decades. Yeah, we've got to come together and we have to be unified uh, on some level in some way. Yeah. And I kind of think that this is maybe a day like today. Yomizikaran is a day where everyone can come together and be like, "Hey, listen, we're mourning the people who lost their lives." Uh, doesn't mean we need a. We're not. We don't have to tear Korea. We don't have to. Uh, you know, like we don't have to go to some any crazy extent. But you know, like, nothing, like I don't know. But, uh, look, look yeah. the, the Jews that were shot at and, and killed. Uh, no one questioned whether they're wearing tzitzis or not. Whether how long they stood for Esrei for. And that that was the criteria for our enemies. All they, all they, and they and a lot of non-Jews were killed because they looked like Jews. You know, all they had to do was uh, just that you might be a Jew was good enough for them to take a shot at you and to try to kill you. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, and we have to have that in mind, I think. Absolutely. Well, that's our episode of, of the Daily Thread today. You know, okay. I guess it's worth it's worth mentioning that if you're if you're a New Yorker and it's like a sports fan, it's playoff season. It's pretty exciting. You have the Rangers who are playing well, the Knicks that are playing well. So pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool for our Jewish, our Jewish brethren out there who are who are sports well, fans. No, I know um, we. It's a, it's a big giant step for us to go in the direction of sports, but uh, the I as, know, right? As, yeah, but as you know, uh, you know they're right in those first few rows of the Madison Square Garden. There's quite a few yarmulkes. That, oh uh, yeah, that can, that can be seen, and the big Knicks fans. Good times, they, good times. The Knicks look like they uh, they're doing well, even though I don't know Julius Randle is like not existed yesterday, and just think what happens if he has a good game coming up on the next game. You know what? It was very interesting. His body language is like so terrible yesterday, and the coach benched him. Like this is really? such a muster hostel, by the way. The coach yeah. benched him in the fourth quarter. The team was really? playing amazing. The coach yeah. benched him, yeah. didn't put him back in, and yeah. he refused to speak to the media after the game. Yeah. Like here's here's where the supposed to be the best player on the team. 
uh, he, he maybe got put in his place a little bit because he just wasn't playing well. And then he just uh, he threw a little, of a, a little bit of a fit. What, and he didn't uh, want to speak to the media. I don't know. Let's say they get past this series with um, whoever they're playing. Who are they playing now? They're playing the um, – remind me who they're playing. Cleveland. Oh, remind Let's say they get past the get, game with the Cavaliers. They're up 3-1. Okay. Who are they playing next? Boston. Oh, that's Boston, that. No. That's a. I don't know. That's a tough. That's a, that's a tough team. <laughs> that's that's not fun. Nope, that's, that's not a tough fun. Team. All right, but you know what? It's uh, it's a big step if they make it into the, to the next level of the playoffs. It's like uh, there's listen. There's a lot of excitement. First of all, shout out to the to the workers who work in Madison Square Garden and also work in the in the not used to be Staples Center in L.A. but now it's the Crypto Arena or something. They really? have to change over. They have to change over from ice to basketball. Within hours, there was a game on Shabbos after Shabbos on Shabbos afternoon. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. A game on Friday night. Basketball. That was basketball no, game. Let me rephrase. There was a game, a hockey game, Monday Shabbos, Rangers yeah. versus yeah. Devils in yeah. Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Ice. Yeah. And the next, and, and like twelve hours later, there was yeah. a, a Knicks game at one thirty in the afternoon. That it was basketball, and they yeah. needed to change around the whole arena. Well, shout out to them, and shout out to you for listening to the Daily Thread. We really appreciate your support. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. We'll be back at you with another episode on tomorrow's Daily Thread. And of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, make sure to email us at the Daily Thread at meaningfulone.org, or you can go ahead and leave a comment on this video on YouTube. Have an amazing, amazing day. Yep.